Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Hey, gang, we're in episode 32 in the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to start with a real famous verse that we talked about yesterday from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So yesterday we talked about deciding in your heart and ending up with the pleasure of God, pleasing the heart of God. So it launches, this this particular verse doesn't talk about it, from the generosity of God being generous with us. So he touches our hearts, and then in our hearts we decide to do something with resources and finances and money, and that touches the heart of God. And it's for that love of God, for the pleasure of God, that he can be pleased in this, that we find that giving is a highway to the heart of God. And the task of the action starts, at least as far as our part is, with our deciding what we're going to do with our heart. It says it, uh, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, and that results in touching the heart of God. Okay, then today... He's going to first start with the end result, which is people abounding in the good work. Listen to this. This is from verse 8 now, the next verse. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that, having all sufficiency in all things and at all times, you may abound in every good work. Then he talks about a guy from Psalm 112. This is a human he's talking about here. As it is written, he, a human, has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. So they're praising a particular uh, rich guy who has done right with his money. So he's talked, starting with the end in mind. And so then the question is, well, how did that person that in Psalm 112, how did he get there? How did he get to distribute freely and gave to the poor and all that all that good stuff? And then he's going to describe this in uh, verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So then he's so he's talking here about a characteristic of God. So what kind of a God we have? We have a God who supplies seed to the sower. He's going to describe a cooperative process, and he uses two things for this: a farmer who's sowing and a and a baker who's baking. Both of them we require sort of a miracle side of it, a God side of it, and also a human side effort, uh, sweat. So we have a guy who's uh, a farmer who sweats and a baker who sweats and a God who supplies. So God is supplying seeds. So think about this, kind of back up to 40,000 feet. We have God who's making seeds available. He created them. He made them harvestable and, contr- and controllable and collectible. And uh, then he makes plants that work for food. So so there's a part of this that is above our pay grade and, and is truly uh, a miracle. He's made seeds portable and sufficient. And then he says, but you're going to need a man to to manage the miracle, if you will. And it's similar to this process. He just got done in a couple chapters previous to this talking about the, the message that we bring to mankind and who is sufficient for that message. Answer is nobody. And then he says, but then he qualifies people to do it. He makes people, makes us qualified and 
and in a, in a way depends upon us uh, for this. So you have this miracle of the indwelling God, but also asking us to be sufficient to send his message. Similarly here, he's talking about money. It's something only God can do for sure. Only God can make seeds and make seeds that work and make a seed that if you put it in the ground, something amazing is going to happen, that a plant's going to grow. So it's something only God can do, but then he asks us to be involved with, which is something man can do, which is plant seeds and collect them and that sort of thing. Similarly, he used the analogy of bread, which is something man can do. A man can collect the ingredients, he can bake it, and then the God side of it is it's something only God can do making the yeast process and making bread tasty and making bread actually work to supply the needs of our bodies. So God is doing this in a real visible world. He's also doing it in the, the righteousness and godly in the godly world, in the spiritual world, which is going to result in righteousness. So maybe my title today is like making bread with God or the point he's going to get here is like, why is God involved in this process? And why does he ask us to be involved in this process? Here it is, verse 11, our final verse for the day. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving in God. We're not going to get to the thanksgiving part because uh, the other two parts are so important. You will be enriched in every way. So why does God want to enrich us in every way? Well, it's it's to end up in generosity. So our generosity in the, the physical world is accompanied by and predicated by God's generosity to begin with. So remember our verse that we started with uh, yesterday is that we give as we decide in our hearts. So he wants us involved in this process, and it, and he's pleased with this process, and but and don't forget, he started this whole thing. So why are we enriched? We're enriched to be generous. All right, so conclusions about this little section in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Number one, first of all, what strikes me today is that we are stewards of the generosity of God. So this starts with the generosity of God, and then he directs this and points this at me, and then if I do the right thing with it, I can do two things. I can be generous in the real world here on the earth and bless other people and bless the church. And then, I, secondly, I can please him because God loves this process. This is a process which he very specifically says, if we get this right, he is pleased. His heart is touched by this. God loves a cheerful giver. But he's not just there at the end of it, like some big bad, you know, genie waiting to smash us with a hammer. No, he, he started the process by being generous with us. He's in it already, making seeds and making the ability to uh, to gain wealth and insight. And the warning that's in Deuteronomy says, "Beware lest you say in your heart, my power." And my might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you this power to get wealth. So today, let's be stewards of the generosity of God and be enriched. That's the good news so that we can be generous. Thanks for listening.